Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy Wednesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk radio show. Here's a quick announcement. Our September heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their families, and loved ones is now live at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. September's theme is Fall, a wonderful time for a reset. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO of your family. So please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show today, my guest for this morning is Lauren Walker. Lauren created Energy Medicine Yoga, also known as EM Yoga, while teaching at Norwich University, the oldest private military college in the country. Her goal was to help students balance and have more ease and calm in their lives. The huge success of her work there led to the publication of her first book, Energy Medicine Yoga, Amplify the Healing Power of Your Yoga Practice in 2014. This was followed by her second book, The Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription, in 2017. Lauren has been teaching yoga and meditation since 1997 and currently teaches EM yoga across the United States and internationally. She has been featured in Yoga Journal, Mantra Plus, Yoga Digest, and the New York Times. She also trained teachers to teach a highly intuitive, simple healing method. EM yoga is compatible with all types of yoga and can be learned by beginning and experts yoga practitioners. Lauren is passionate about her healing, building a, tox- a toxic-free world, and reversing the effects of global warming. She believes without a healthy environment, we have nothing. Lauren is also one of our featured expert contributors for our October Inspirations for Better Living magazine, which will be live this Saturday. October's theme is Autumn, the Enchanting Season of Mindfulness. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her insightful and empowering story in the Mama's Me Time section. As for our kitchen table conversation this morning, Lauren and I will be talking about her remarkable life's journey and her latest book, The Energy to Heal, Find Lasting Freedom from Stress and Trauma, through Energy Medicine Yoga. Good morning, Lauren. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing today? Good morning, Johnny. I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. I love having a kitchen table talk. I've got my hot <laughs> drink sitting here, and I'm ready to go. Fantastic. That's really wonderful. It is a pleasure to have you with me. The Energy to Heal is an excellent educational read. It is beautifully written, heart-centered, passion-driven book, and... All the illustrations in it are just beautiful, and it's very, very engaging. So congratulations on its release. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really proud of this work, I have to say. (laughs) It's beautifully done. Let us start by getting to know you a little better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present. 
And by the way, we do have the whole hour, though. <laughs> okay, I could take the whole hour with that, but I'll give you the nutshell version. So um, I was born in Worcester, Massachusetts, so it's a mid-sized city in the center of Massachusetts, and um, grew up there, kind of a regular childhood, I thought at the time, because of course, when you're growing up, you don't really know anything different except your own experience. I wanted to be an actress after my grandmother, who was an actress, and I went to New York University to pursue that desire. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's, we have, we're going to talk later about trauma, but I had a traumatic experience, a kind of a me too experience when I was um, a junior or senior in, in college. Um, I was sexually assaulted by a famous New York Times photographer who was going to make me a big star, but instead he made me change my career path and I decided I did not want to be an actress. I did not want to be in front of the camera and um, victim to that kind of life, which I knew was going to be the life of an mm-hmm. actress at my age and my time. And so I uh, threw that all aside and decided I wanted to be behind the scenes, hidden away, and writing so I could be um, by myself and safe. And um, I was offered a, uh, a fellowship um, to get a graduate degree uh, in publishing, um, and I turned that down because I wanted to experience the world and find things to write about and not, um, not go into the business side of things. So I bought a 1967 VW Bug from my mom's <laughs> best friend, and I drove across country. And I should backtrack and say, senior year of college, I almost dropped out of college because I went out west and learned how to ski. And I was transformed. And I thought, wow, people do this like all the time, not just on a one-week vacation. And so my goal leaving was to find a place where I could live and, and ski and learn how to ski. And so I drove around the whole country, and I ended up in Montana. And I became a ski bum, and I loved it. And um, just a couple years into that, my father died unexpectedly. He was 49 years old, and he had a double brain aneurysm. And that was another traumatic moment in my life, being at his bedside. He had failed experimental brain surgery, and there came the point where we had to make a decision of um, letting him be a vegetable for the rest of his life or ending his life right there. And so we made that difficult choice and um, took him off of life support and held his hand for 45 minutes while he died. It was incredibly traumatic, and um, it changed my life yet again. And I went, uh, I was thrown onto this spiritual path from that event. <clears throat> and I uh, started traveling the world and seeking solace, seeking answers to the difficult questions of life, and uh, writing and writing and writing, and um, eventually made my way back to New York City and found yoga, and um, that changed my life once again. And I uh, trained to become a yoga teacher, and soon after that, uh, moved back to Montana and opened a yoga studio and an organic vegetarian restaurant and started deeply, deeply diving into the yoga and spiritual path. And that had its own crazy journey <laughs> stories because, of course, the yoga world is incredibly complex and interesting and divisive in a lot of ways that I hadn't expected. And um, 
I kept coming up against traumatic experiences more and more in my life. And these reflected back to the traumatic experiences I had had when I was younger. And I knew that I needed more than yoga was giving me, which is interesting because I thought yoga was going to give me everything. And I needed to find something more and deeper to support me on my path. And I found my teacher, Donna Eden. And she really transformed my understanding of energy, my understanding mm-hmm. of physics, my understanding of spiritual path and what the human body, mind, and spirit is capable of and transformed my life. And I started to incorporate her work into the yoga practice that I was continuing to do myself. And I took a seven-year sabbatical from yoga, from teaching yoga, to study energy medicine. And when I went back to teaching yoga, it was with this new understanding and new uh, style of yoga that I had developed for myself, just personally. It was my own personal practice. But <laughs> excuse me. But as you mentioned, I went back to teaching at a military college, and I knew that these students were going to have some experiences in their lives, in their professional careers that are some of the ones that nobody likes to talk about that are very, very challenging and potentially and often trauma-inducing. And so I wanted to give them every tool in my toolkit, and every tool in my toolkit became energy medicine yoga. And I taught that and realized that it was a thing. It was not just a few little techniques here and there, but it was an entire program in and of itself. And I wrote it down and I codified it and I showed it to my teacher, Donna, and she encouraged me and helped me by writing the forward for the book to get the book published. And now here we are, three books later, and EM Yoga is becoming a worldwide uh, healing phenomenon. It's beautiful, really, really wonderful. Looking back in time, were there influences in your life when you were growing up besides your grandma that sort of, uh, not necessarily I wouldn't think, just sort of influenced you in a way (laughs) to be an actress? Well, I mean, I remember seeing um, a community theater performance Mm -hmm. of, um, uh, oh gosh, I just forgot the name, Mary Poppins, that was it, Mary Poppins. (laughs) And and I loved it so much Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be part of that and so I joined that community theater troupe. But also, you know, with my mother, uh, my grandmother having been an actress and mm-hmm. put that on her daughter, who was my mother, mm-hmm. and then that spilled over to me. And so from a very young age, I was taking dance lessons and piano lessons and singing lessons and, and all of that sort of thing. And I was a very um, outspoken child. Uh, you could say loud <laughs> and precocious. Um, and theater was really a natural, um, a natural outlet for me. Mm-hmm. I was also, um, I, I had, uh, I was abused at a, a summer camp when I was 13 years old, sexual mm-hmm. abuse at a summer camp. And that really transformed me and kind of put me in, back into my shell, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, and so it was a, a real kind of two sides of the coin. So on the one hand, I was really outspoken, and on the other hand, I was very reserved and held back. And those two things were kind of in conflict. And I feel like, I don't know, I would even say conflict, but both parts of me, and they still very are very much mm-hmm. parts of me, mm-hmm. 
no longer from the, those traumatic experiences, which I've right. resolved, but those are two parts of my personality. The one part is very introverted, and as a matter of fact, I consider myself an introvert more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But then there is a part of me that is still very, um, you know, performative isn't the right word, but very much out there and, um, and, and a big, big personality. And that comes out when I teach, especially when I'm teaching live events. And those right. events are very fun and joyful and playful. And, um, and I get everybody to kind of lean into those expressive parts of themselves. Because, of right. course, it's through our expressions that we can ultimately heal ourselves. Right. Very true. What's interesting is that in looking back, in hearing what you have beautifully kind of laid things out, it's interesting if someone were to say, Lauren, oh, here you are. This is your folder. This is the life you're going to live. Like, yeah, really. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, when you look back now, every single experience that you have, good, bad, and ugly, that is, for lack of a better term here respectfully, there's a beauty in it because it contributed into your experiential living in a way. And so having said that, you're traveling the world, I'm sure you were looking for answers and so forth for a lot of things. And at the same time, allowing curiosity to lead you uh, all the way, how did you discover that the world is a multifaceted buffet line of spiritual consciousness? Well, you know, I really, it, it was the, my father's death that threw me onto the spiritual mm-hmm. path in mm-hmm. such a huge way. And I ended up going to New Zealand and um, leaving everything I knew, everyone I knew, and landed in a tiny little town on the South Island of New Zealand. And there was this tiny little hole-in-the-wall um, massage place that sold some candles and things like that. And it was called the Center of the Universe, C-E-N-T-R-E, because right, it was uh, it's, um, everything in New Zealand is R-E instead of E-R, right? So Center of mm-hmm. the Universe. And it was, it was so interesting that that was the name of this place because it was through there, through all of these courses that I ended up taking there on um, astrology, on rebirthing, on breath work, mm-hmm. on uh, meditation, and that I started to experience life in other dimensions mm-hmm. and that it wasn't just this mechanistic idea that I had thought for so long. And it really opened me up to, it was my first experience of working with energy. I took mm-hmm. a class there. I still remember, um, you know, moving things with my hands and just being so amazed. And then uh, it was still a couple of years later that I discovered yoga. Um, but it was already that, there were these spiritual practices from all over the world and that people had been searching and seeking for answers to the life's most difficult problems all over the world. And I traveled, I spent time in Central and South America, and I remember um, I, would, I, I rented a space from a woman in Ecuador and in her kitchen, and I would go and bake Brownies, just regular brownies, nothing, <laughs> nothing goofy in the brownies, just regular chocolate brownies. And it was actually my grandmother's brownie recipe. And they had never had brownies over in this town that I had lived in. 
and mm-hmm. I would sell them. And the, my biggest sellers, my biggest buyers of these brownies were the women who sold the prayer candles outside the churches. And every time I walked by, they would call me over, bang, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here, oh, we want your brownies. And so these women were supporting the spiritual seekers that were coming to light candles and, um, and pray. And, and I got to just see everywhere I went, there was this deep spiritual connection to something greater. Mm-hmm. And that was really eye-opening to me. I mean, I had, you know, I had my religious experiences growing up, but Again, when you're young, everything is very insular, and you don't really know that anything is different from what you know. But going all around the world and seeing all of these different experiences, and then being introduced through Dawn Eden to spiritual and um, energy healing practices from around the world, from ancient China, ancient Chinese medicine, which is a huge part of energy medicine yoga, Mm -hmm. ancient Indian medicine, ancient... um, medicine from the Celtic Isles, from the indigenous people of the United States and Canada, all over the world, these ancient practices were used to heal. And I found that, and I still find that fascinating, more in the light as well, that Western medicine is affirming and confirming with studies after studies that all of these ancient traditions were actually 100% right in their healing practices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fascinating. And the reason why I ask that, because it's sort of a layup question coming full circle about what I mentioned earlier, where we experience life, and then we're at this moment in our time that we are teachers in a way, we're teaching others, right? And there's a big difference between I have all this knowledge at academically per se, right? Oh, yes, uh, I read this book, page 36, paragraph 3. <laughs> you should do versus you experiencing those traumatic experiences that you've gone through yourself firsthand. And then you apply this remedy within yourself and to really experience that makeover, so to speak, the transformation, the shift within. So now when you speak, you speak with authority, not as a learned person, but as an experiential person, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And, you know, the beauty of energy medicine and now energy medicine yoga Mm -hmm. is that you really are your own healer. You Mm -hmm. have the power within you. We we are, uh, our operating system is designed to heal. And it really is a practice of removing the obstacles to healing. But I think one of the pieces... You know, it's interesting. I moved out to Montana and I started um, snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to try out and uh, see if I could become a teacher, a snowboard teacher. Mm-hmm. And this was when snowboarding was very new. And we, the, I don't know, the rehearsal isn't the right word. The, the, <laughs> um, the application process to become a teacher was to go, you, you had to ski all day with the head of the department. And then mm-hmm. you had to teach something. And so we would stop in the middle of the hill and somebody would teach something. And it didn't have to be snowboarding or skiing because we didn't know how to teach that yet. But we mm-hmm. just had to teach something. And, um, and that showed me that I had the ability to teach others. Mm-hmm. And then I was hired. I was the first female snowboard instructor on the big mountain in, in Montana. And I learned how to teach. But 
the, the director of the program saw something in me, saw that I had a natural ability to teach. And when I went years later and did my yoga teacher training program, the head of that, who was actually the head of the ashram in New York mm-hmm. City that I had studied with, he also saw that same thing. He saw that natural teacher in me and invited me to come teach at the ashram as soon as I had finished my, um, my yoga training. And so there, and, and I don't know if that has anything to do with the actress in me, but there is something in me that is a natural teacher. And so that was already there. And mm-hmm. then layering on what you were talking about, having these experiences that you can't get out of a book, Mm-hmm. That really led me, and you know, here's I think that I the, the tie into the acting. Mm-hmm. When you're studying to be an actor, one of the things that you are one of the huge things that you're learning is how to access your emotions, because mm-hmm. acting is all about presenting your emotionality on stage. Right. And so, having access to the emotions is actually one of the ways that you start to heal yourself, because our emotions lead our unprocessed emotions lead to disease patterns in the body so in yoga and energy medicine yoga we actually work with the emotions quite a lot and having access to that emotionality from my training as an actor really helped me to understand the power of emotions and then adding that in with the ability to teach people it was it was kind of like a game changer i could teach people how to access their emotions, and then what to do with that information that they were accessing. Beautiful. That's true. Well, when you were explaining yourself, the first thing that came to mind, if I recall correctly, you mentioned as a child you were outspoken. So as a teacher, one has to be (laughs) outspoken (laughs) in a way, take the lead, right? And so these are the natural, uh, for lack of a better term, individual layups to your uh, divine excellence, basically, as you progress through time uh, over the years. And the uniqueness, of course, as you had studied all the various disciplines, how did you discover the unique blend of the practices that led you to the creation of energy medicine yoga? Well, I think, you know, I'd studied yoga for years, and I had mm-hmm. studied many other disciplines as well. I'm, I'm just a lifelong learner. I love to study. I love to learn. But it was really coming up against these unresolvable, at the time, I thought, traumas yeah. in my life that led me to my teacher, Donna Eden. Mm-hmm. And what Donna did and her genius is bringing together the body has nine energy systems and those Mm -hmm. energy systems come from ancient traditions all over the world those that i have just mentioned from ancient china ancient india um, and the ancient celtic isles are the main ones Mm -hmm. and they all work in the body together in a unified way just like all of the systems of the physiological body work together the endocrine system the circulatory system the digestive system they all work together But nobody had really put them together in the way that Donna did to show that all of these nine energy systems work as a unified whole. And so 
when I started to learn that, then I went, I, I wanted to dive deeper into each of those systems. So what mm-hmm. is Chinese element five element theory, uh, Chinese medicine five element theory, and what does it mean? And what are the meridian systems and the radiant circuits or the extraordinary vessels? What are the chakra systems? I wanted to learn each of them deeper, and that also led me to study deeply what is energy, which brought me into physics and quantum physics and studying the work of Nassim Haramein and Bruce Lipton and Lynn McTaggart and, uh, and Sue Mortar and all of these people that are really changing our understanding of genetics and epigenetics and energy and energy medicine. And um, So I, I just kind of dove into all of these practices and Donna had brought them together in energy medicine and with her blessing I was able to weave them into a traditional yoga practice and and now they are part of energy medicine yoga so these traditions from ancient teachers all over the world are now part of this one unified whole and I really have to give credit to Donna for that because it was her Mm -hmm. um, wisdom that brought that together in the first place. Beautiful. That's really wonderful. Well, when you look at it, though, it's interesting because if you, as you had studied, you're a scholar, that, so to speak, and you realize that each generation, so each time, right, the, that, for lack of a better term, you have this bowl, and each and every one of these masters contribute into that bowl, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And now it's your turn mm-hmm. to carry that bowl <laughs> with your knowledge. Add it to yeah. it, which is make it even, uh, you know, to what it is, if that makes yeah. sense. And yeah. no telling, maybe 10, 20 years from now, somebody else refine it even further. How about that? I hope so. I hope so. And, <laughs> and, and I think it's happening even now. I mean, yeah. one of the things that I say all the time about energy medicine yoga is that it is a living system. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. energy is constantly moving and changing and transforming, and there are new yeah. energies coming into the world at all the time, new understandings of of what changes to our understanding of mm-hmm. our cosmology, and just quantum physics itself has brought such a, a dynamic change to how we understand ourselves and the world. Epigenetics is changing how we view medicine and how we view our environment as being a primary factor to our health and well-being. So things are constantly changing, and I hope that that, that continues and, and gets more and more dynamic and more powerful and, and even easier. I mean, I think we start to see what could be coming down the pike in terms of, of healing, even in Western medicine mm-hmm. and diagnostics, and I think we're going to start to see energy um, really being one of the primary tools of both diagnostics and healing um, in the future as we really refine our understanding of what energy is and how we can utilize it. And, and I think some of the research being done now is it's also going to transform all aspects of energy, how we power our homes and our vehicles. I think you know, mm-hmm. we'll look back in 100 years and think the fact that we used fossil fuels to power our vehicles it will be a laughable <laughs> um, you know, there's actually technologies that we had yeah. years ago that have been lost that are starting to come back now, that have been lost or stolen, and that are starting right. to come back now. And I think we'll, we're going to see a big changes in the next, you know, 10, 20, 50, 100 years. Oh, definitely, definitely. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, our podcast, available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to our heart center and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. September's theme is Fall, a wonderful time for a reset, and October's theme is Autumn, the enchanting season of mindfulness. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO, of your family. My guest for this morning is Lauren Walker. Lauren is the founder and creator of Energy Medicine Yoga, also known as EM Yoga. Her first book, Energy Medicine Yoga, Amplify the Healing Power of Your Yoga Practice, was released in 2014. This was followed by her second book, Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription, in 2017. Lauren currently teaches EM Yoga across the United States and internationally. She has been featured in Yoga Journal, Mantra Plus, Yoga Digest, the New York Times. She's also trained teachers to teach her highly intuitive, simple healing method. Lauren is also one of our featured expert contributor for our October Inspirations for Better Living magazine, which will be live this Saturday. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her insightful and empowering story in the Mama's Me Time section. Our kitchen table conversation this morning is about her remarkable life's journey and her latest book, The Energy to Heal, Find Lasting Freedom from Stress and Trauma Through Energy Medicine Yoga. Lauren, please give us a synopsis of The Energy to Heal. So The Energy to Heal really started as my personal journey of healing. Uh, You could almost say it was my journal of Mm -hmm how I healed myself, finally understanding trauma and stress and how to get free of that. And that was precipitated by an incredibly traumatic experience that I went through. And I knew that if I was going to survive that, it was going to take everything I knew and it was going to take more than I currently knew. And so I started to put together a a program for myself and it wasn't as program programmatic as it is in the book because it was me really just trying to figure out how to get through my days, how to get through mm-hmm. my weeks, my months, and how to survive. And what I came up with and what I finally realized was, and this idea um, comes from ancient Chinese medicine, the five-element theory, which is really a kind of um, taxonomy of the universe. Everything uh, is it falls into one of these five elemental categories. And we are a representation of that. The physical body is a representation of these five um, elements and these five distinct, distinct um, energy systems. And what I realized was that each of those five systems, each of those five elements, five emotions, because they all enco- encompass our emotions as well, five areas of the body, all of these ways that you can break things down. Each of them, each event that you go through has a little bit of each of these in them. And if you don't understand the whole of your, of your experience, you can't really be free of it. And so the book takes you through this journey of understanding each of these five elements and your specific 
incident or issue that you're dealing with, how to take it through that star so that you can understand the complexity and the simplicity, the wholeness of your experience, and then you can be free of it. Every experience that we go through is giving us information, and if we gather that information and learn from it, then we can release it. If we don't, then we've all had that experience. It's sort of like Groundhog Day. You do the same thing over and over again, even though it might be slightly different. It's like maybe you date the same guy over and over again, or you have the same fight with your spouse over and over again, and you just can't seem to get out of that weird pattern that you're in. That pattern is this star. And if you can figure out which point of the star you're not understanding, then you can be free and release that pattern. And that pattern happens over and over again for every issue that you're going through, whether it's a stress that you have in your life or an ongoing stress or a trauma that you've experienced in the past or that you're going through right now. There's a little bit of each point of the star within that. And so understanding the star and starting to use it as a tool that you can hold up to any event in your life and say, okay, I understand four points, but there's one point that I still don't understand. (laughs) And then you do the practice in the book for that point of the star and the information comes through. Sometimes it comes through the mental body and you'll write it down and journal it and you'll get that aha moment. But more often than not, and actually more powerfully, is it comes through the energy body and the physical body because, of course, the physical body is an expression of the energy body. And so oftentimes the information that you need comes through the physical body and and gets released. And that appears as a relief of symptoms that you might have been experiencing because that's the flip side of not resolving these emotional issues is they stay in the energy body, they infiltrate into the physical body, and then they become part of the disease patterns of your life, whether it's Mm -hmm. asthma or diabetes or even a cancer diagnosis. Uh, We understand now, Western medicine is confirming this as well, that whatever shows up in the physical body existed in the energetic body prior to that. And so if we can start to remove these challenging emotions from the energy body, they also release from the physical body. And it's very powerful. And so that's the journey that the book takes you through. Mm-hmm. teaches you what this star is about, how to use it, how to hold it up to issues in your life, and how to then incorporate that into a daily practice. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing those synopsis with us. It is beautifully written and it's a wonderful reference book, like you say, in terms of walking person through and it's easy. The most important thing, what I like about the book is it's an easy read in terms of understanding. It's nothing too sophisticated that no one can apply it to themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the interesting thing about this is that how is this book an essential body of work for our world today? Oh, wow. Okay, that's a good <laughs> big question. Um, I think, and I don't think I'm the only one that thinks this, um, mm-hmm. if you look at the world around you today, you see a lot of unprocessed emotions. You see a lot mm-hmm. of trauma being acted out in the world. Unprocessed emotions lead to people acting out. 
And there's a saying that hurt people hurt people. And if you look around the world, that's exactly what you see. A lot of hurt people hurting people. The temperature is very high. And I don't just mean in terms of I live in wildfire country. The temperature is very high here. And we see massive wildfires way more than we've ever seen before. Longer seasons, more smoke, more destruction. But we're also seeing that in the world at large. We're seeing high temperatures, destruction, anger, cruelty. We're seeing cruelty on a scale that we've never seen before. And I think that comes from unprocessed trauma. And the more that I read and the more research that I do about where, how we've gotten to where we are in the world today from a variety of different um, directions and lenses to look at, every lens goes back to trauma traumatized people leaving their country, coming to another country, traumatizing the people in that country, continuing trauma, 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 trauma. If Mm -hmm. we don't stop this trauma and look at it and resolve it within ourselves individually and then within our families, we have a lot of generational trauma. And then in our communities, we have community trauma, we have regional trauma, we have a trauma that's country-based trauma, depending on what country you're from, the history of your country will be full of traumatic events and experiences. If we don't start to identify and resolve these traumas, we are rushing towards a cliff edge that doesn't end well. And, And we see that in many ways right now. We see, you know, we're in an extinction um, uh, level experience right now of animals and on the planet. We're in crises of climate. We're in crises of um, interpersonal relationships. We're in gender mm-hmm. crises. And um, I mean, it's just on and on. Political, every realm that you look at, there are traumatized people, even in, especially in leadership positions. Mm-hmm. We need to stop come back in, resolve our trauma, and really realize the promise that we have on this world of living in harmony together. And I'm, I'm truly an optimistic person, and mm-hmm. I really see the difficulties that we're facing right now and, and how limited resources we put towards these very deep issues that need to be resolved. And, and I'm, I, I thank you for saying how simple this book and this work is because that was really my goal is to mm. make it accessible. This isn't a book for yogis. This is a book <laughs> for everybody, for teachers, for firefighters, for first responders, for, I mean, for everybody that's out there on the front lines, for politicians. You hear all those politicians read this book. <laughs> we need you to resolve so that we are all acting from our inherent place of goodness instead of from our broken parts because our broken parts reach out there and break other people's parts. That's just the nature of how it works. Right, right. So true. And my two cents on the politician, uh, they're smarter than you think, and it's not necessarily that they have certain traumas that they have to fix. They're looking for opportunities. And from that standpoint of view, it's, it's a game of chess with them, and that's what it is. But what your book is, though, this is for the average show out there, respectfully. And what's interesting about it is that it is an opportunity to look within ourselves. We can't yeah. all of a sudden blame others. And years ago, I read a book 
in terms of uh, we have our circle of concerns and we have our circle of con- influence. Well, mm. other people are just our concerns. The only person that we can influence is ourselves. And your book beautifully laid out the way to, I wouldn't say fix ourselves, but to heal ourselves, as you had mentioned. But the idea is that I matter, and this is where I can reach my highest point. And, of course, as we ourselves get to that level, we, our vision change, and our energy around us change. And that's the beauty of your book because it walks you through beautifully on how to address those issues. What I like about the book, and I thought this is really funny, is what happens in the EM yoga emergency room. Please tell us that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. I want to share. I want to say one more thing yeah. though about what you just said because it's so important. Yeah. We can heal and become free and become our full, fully magnificent, beautiful, light-filled selves that we are. But mm-hmm. doing that actually does have an effect on the world around us. Because oh, we understand now how energy works, you affect people around you. And so the healing work is personal, but the effects are global. And so Precisely. I think that's really important for us to understand that we do have an effect on the world. And the idea that you know, we're helpless to what the world is doing is, is simply not true. By doing your healing work, you actually are part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so true, so the ripple the immer- effect. <laughs> it's exactly, it's the ripple effect. Exactly, it is the ripple effect, yeah. And so the emergency room, I put that right in the introduction, <laughs> right at the beginning of the book, because I know, like me, a lot of people are suffering. And yeah great, I get this great book, it's all these tools, it's really simple to use, but if you're really suffering, you're like, I don't have time to read the book, I'm struggling right now, I need help. (laughs) So I wanted to put some tools right in the beginning, even if you don't buy the book, you just go into the bookstore and you flip open, take a little picture with your cell phone of that page and start to help yourself calm and come back to center and start to release some of the stress in the body. And so that's really what that emergency room um, is about, is just giving you some tools right away. Beautiful. That's really wonderful. I would just say, you know, go, uh, you know, excuse me for a minute. Let me go behind the bush right there and just, ah, and then I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's just that when I read it, I thought this is really funny. I got to, well, in a good way, that is, you know, and I got to ask about it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, and that's actually a really good thing. If things are really difficult for you, don't engage in that situation right now. Step back, do some of these things. Hold your hand to your forehead. Go behind, uh, you know, go behind a bush and make some of these sounds. You know, tap some of these points on your body. It will immediately calm you down. And and I love that you're laughing because here's something that's really cool about energy medicine and energy mm-hmm. medicine yoga. These are intuitive moves and things that you do that is part of a natural occurrence. And actually, you'll start to see people doing these holds and moves all over the place because the reason that we are here today 
is because our ancestors thousands of years ago used energy medicine. There was no mm-hmm. ER room. There was no um, you know, doctor to go to. There was an energy practitioner, uh, a medicine woman or a medicine man that you would go to, and they would give you some of these techniques. And so they will feel actually very natural to you. And all I'm doing is illuminating when to use what and how and how to you know, accent here and accent there. Mm-hmm. But some of th- this is your birthright. Th- this is your built-in operating system. And so some of these things are going to just feel very natural to you, and that's really the point. Beautiful. That's very interesting. Can you give us a quick breakdown? Uh, just tell us the nine energy uh, system. Sure, absolutely I can. Um, and, and again, I write about all nine of them in all mm-hmm. three of the books um, because it, it, I find it so fascinating. So as I said, they come from all over the world. So from China, we have um, five element theory. We have the meridian system, which you're familiar with if you've ever had acupuncture. And we have a system called the radiant circuits, which are the system of healing and love and joy in the body. And from ancient India, we have the chakra system, which if you practice yoga, you're probably familiar with that. And we have the aura, which is um, the energy system that surrounds the body, which is actually has been renamed by Western science the biofield, because they didn't like the word aura, but they've established in Western medicine that that actually exists around the human body and around every living creature. There's a biofield. And then we have a system called the electrics, and your whole, you are electric, you are an energy electric being, and so there's a system, just like the plugs in your house, where you can access that electrical energy in the body. There's a system called triple warmer, which is also a meridian and also a radiant circuit. It's part of your immune system, and it's the one that's most complicit in the fight-flight-freeze response in the body. And so it's the one we work with quite a bit when we're releasing trauma and stress from the body. There's also a system called the Celtic Weave. This comes from the Celtic Isles, and if you've seen some of those symbols over there, those endless um, symbols, they don't, there's no beginning and there's no end. And the Celtic Weave is actually the outermost layer of your aura, and it's also a pattern of repatterning the energy that brings it into coherence and health. And then there's a system that very few people have seen. Donna is one of the few teachers that teaches about it, and it's called the grid. And it's essentially the deepest energy system in the body, and it's the one that all of the other energy systems align with. And you could think of it like the chassis of your car. It's the energy system that kind of supports everything else. But interestingly enough, it doesn't develop until all of the other energy systems have enough density and then the grid develops and they all anchor into it. So those are the nine systems. Beautiful. Fantastic. Can we feel these energies? Oh, yes. Very, very much so. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the funnest things and the first things that I do in any EM yoga class is get your hands into these energy systems. Because for years I thought energy was this esoteric thing, and in yoga it was either just prana, this kind of general word for energy, and it didn't really have any meaning to me. When I started studying energy medicine, I got my hands right in it. It is a physical thing (laughs) that you can feel, and it's so exciting when you start to have that conversation back and forth with your energy systems in your body. So absolutely you can feel it. Wonderful. 
What about the five elements? Can you tell us the five elements and how are we affected by them? Okay, so five elements. This is a massive area of study, and it, it's used in many different things. There's five elements specific acupuncture. There's five element astrology. Because five elements is, like I said before, the taxonomy of the universe. And so the elements are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal, and they correspond to seasons, winter, spring, summer, and the equinoxes and solstices as the earth element, and then autumn. But they also correspond to everything, every part of your body. So your, all the fluid in your body and the bones in your body is the water element, and the muscles and tendons and ligaments are in the wood element, and the blood vessels are in the fire element, and your blood, that's the only fluid that's not in the water element because the blood is in the earth element, and your lungs and your large intestine, your skin, and your um, and your hair and your digestive system, excuse me, your elimination system is in the metal element, and so and, and then it breaks down even more and more. We have emotions. So let me talk about the emotions because that's mm-hmm. one of the key pieces to releasing stress and trauma. Because if we continue to have stress and trauma in our lives, what we're having is the emotional expression of that except in the case of a physical trauma to the body, in which case the body also needs to heal. But most of our trauma and most of our stress is emotional and mental um, events that are happening. And so emotionally, the five elements also have these correspondences. In water, the uh, the challenging uh, emotion is fear. In wood, it's anger. In fire, it's anxiety. In earth, it's worry. And in metal, it's grief. And if you look at it as a wheel that, cor- that circles around, which is one way to work with this five-element star, there's the star in the middle and not a, a circle around the points. If you don't mitigate your fear in some way, fear turns into anger. And we see that with all the anger in the world today. If you look back underneath that anger, it's fear. Someone's going to take something mm-hmm. that I perceive as mine, and then I'm going to get angry. So my fear leads to anger if I don't do something with the fear. If I don't do something with the anger, that leads to anxiety. Something bad is going to happen. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm sure something bad is going to happen. If I don't work with my anxiety, that turns into worry. Now I'm worried about something specific. Anxiety is more diffuse, but now specifically, this specific bad thing is going to happen to me. I can't let it go. I'm sure of it. And if I don't deal with my worry, it turns into grief. My loss, maybe what I believe or fear is going to happen, does happen. Or if it doesn't happen, I still have this grief about what I've lost, which is my center, my grounding, my faith, and my truth. And so... If we don't work with our emotions, then we end up with disease patterns in the body. This is Western medicine confirming what the ancients have known for thousands of years. But we can balance these emotions. And so we balance our, cur- our, our fear with courage. We balance our anger with right action. We balance our anxiety with inspiration. We balance our worry with self-love. And we balance our grief with faith and the ability to let go. And so these are the concepts that we work with when we're doing these EM yoga practices and we're working the star. You're going to take your issue, whatever it is, the trauma that I underwent when my father died, for example. Mm -hmm. And I go through and I see, was I afraid? What was the courage that I came up with? Was I angry? What was the action that I took? 
Was I anxious? How did I become inspired? Was I worried? What acts of self-love and self-care did I take? Was I grieving? When and how can I let that go and come into faith? And so that is the process. And it's not always, you know, it, it takes time. It's a process. And I encourage you to start working with a lesser trauma, like I wouldn't start with the death of my father. <laughs> but at the same time, this book started with the murder of my former fiancé. That's what the trauma that mm-hmm. launched this book. And that was a, as big of a trauma as, as one can have in this world. And so you can you know, use these tools for a huge trauma like that, and you can use them for daily stresses. My, you know, boss is annoying me. Okay, (laughs) you know, how can I, am I afraid? Yes, I'm afraid. It's my boss. How can I be courageous? What can I do in that situation? Am I angry? Hell yeah, I'm angry. (laughs) What can I do? What's the right action that I can take? And so you go through this, but it's not just going through it mentally. It's going through it energetically. And that's where these practices come in. And that's what differentiates this from talk therapy or from other kinds of therapy Mm -hmm. where you're just going into the story. Here you're going into the energy, which is a deeper and more powerful uh, action to take. Very true. That's true. Very true. Do you have a recommendation on the best way to read and implement the energy to heal? So I think, you know, ideally to just start reading the introduction in the first couple of chapters. And like you said, it's a quick and easy read. I wanted to make it like that so you really could understand And then I would read the template practice and visualize yourself doing it as you're reading it. And just that starts to get the energy moving. And I would start to pick apart a few things at a time. Learn the wake-up technique and start to do that every day. Learn some of the energy medicine yoga emergency room techniques so that you can have some tools to use throughout your day. And then start to do the practices and maybe spread it out over, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing a course I just started, which is basically bringing the book to life. And the course takes seven weeks. So I'd give yourself that time. Go through each of the weeks. But there's also a couple of ways to go through depending on if you're a, a real thinker like me, somebody stuck in your head all the time, mentally going through, how did that happen? Why did that happen? What could I have done differently? What should I, how can I resolve it? If, that's, if you're that kind of person like I am, then there's really clear journal prompts that you can go through each of the chapters to help you understand what's going on and how to resolve it. But if you're not in that place, if you're the lucky person that doesn't ruminate in your mind about everything, then you can just do the practices and trust that the energy is flowing and clearing because that's really what's happening. You don't have to think and understand all of the dynamics at play. You just have to do the practices, and the practices move the energy, and that's the real power of this work. Right. That's true. And it is a marathon. It's not a sprint, basically. Yes. Even though you're well, addressing it's not even a, a marathon. I would say it's a lifelong <laughs> practice. Because a marathon still is, you start it, you run it, it's over. This is not that. This is, you learn this tool and you use it again and again Mm -hmm. and again. So I I want you to think about it more like, um, 
you know, what, maybe you can help me think of a metaphor. What's coming up to mind is, isn't, isn't really, I'm not sure what, but a tool that you use over and over again. Maybe like if you're a, a mountain climber and you use a compass to mm. find your mm. way. I think yeah. that would be the best metaphor is when you need to find your way, you have this tool. You might not right. need it every day, but when you need it, you know how to use it. Right. And the critical thing about all this is our intention. Are we yes. wanting to heal ourselves or is just are we looking for a band-aid for the wound? Or are we really yeah. trying to get to the wound and completely heal it? You know, that's a really beautiful point that you just brought up because we have to be willing to change in order to change. And so if you have, you know, a lot of times we get benefit from our um, illness or disease or disorder. We get benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's attention or time off work or we get to park in the handicapped parking zone or whatever it is, if you are not willing to give that up to transform, then you're not going to. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to, to have that desire to heal and to become who you're going to be without, without your trauma. Who are right. you without your trauma is a different person. When I had my trauma and I hadn't resolved it, I was angry. I was, um, I, I was uh, not incurious about people, but I was suspect of people and their motivations mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. I had all of these things. And if I was going to resolve that, my trauma, I would need to be, I was going to become the person that wasn't suspect of everybody. And so right. if I wasn't willing to give that up, then I wasn't also going to heal my trauma completely. Right. So true. What simple practice can we begin and do to begin the day with positivity, openness, and clarity? So... That is a, an easy question for me because it's always the wake-up. <laughs> the wake-up technique, and it's on page 46 of the book. It is this beautiful, short little technique. You can do it once you learn it in maybe two minutes or less. And what it does is it gets all of your energy awake, moving in the right direction, which is forward and crossing over, and then helping that to stay because energy is always moving and shifting, and so we want to kind of lock in when we've got some good energy, knowing that that is still going to change as we go through the day, but we're holding it to us. And so doing that wake-up really sets you up for um, a, a good day, and it's a good thing that you can do any time during the day if you're about to you know, take a serious, uh, an important meeting or take an exam or, you know, um, meet a friend that you haven't seen in a while you might be a little nervous about. Doing the wake-up gets all of your energies aligned and moving in the right direction. And it's also the key to starting to heal because when we are in an unhealed state, our energies are oftentimes running backwards and not crossing over. And that is necessary to heal. Your energies must be forward and crossed in order for you to begin to heal. So it's not only a great way to set up your day, but it's crucial if you want to heal. Wonderful. Do you have a simple, quick practice you can share to release stress and enhance one's sleep? 
I'm going to give you one that's kind of two together. So this mm-hmm. is, it's sort of in the emergency room, but not exactly like this. So this is my number one tool for releasing stress. And when I tell you I use it every day, I am not exaggerating. Every single day I do this at some point because our lives are stressful, right? And I don't want to live in a stressful life. And so here's what you do. One hand over your forehead like you're taking your temperature. And what that does is it's covering a set of points on the forehead called the frontal neurovascular reflex points. And it actually acts to keep blood in the forebrain. When we have stress or trauma in our lives, we go into fight or flight response, which brings the blood out of the brain into the extremities. But what that means is we can't think straight. And if you've ever been in a stressful situation, you know what I'm talking about. You don't know what to do. You don't know. You don't, you're stuck. And so if you put your hand over your forehead, what it does is it brings the blood back to the forebrain so that you can think intelligently and act creatively. And so it's a really powerful thing to do, and it's so easy, and it happens so quickly. And then if you want to go to sleep, what you can do is just take, now you're going to need both hands, and you're going to just cover your eyes with your hand. So the heel of your hand is on your cheekbone, The palm of your hand is over the eye socket and the fingertips drape into the hairline. And so you've got one hand over each eye. So your hands are, basically your head is in your hands or your hands are covering your face. And it is one of the most calming and nurturing things that you can do. And on it, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can cover your face like that with your hands. And it is the first thing that I say to people if they're having difficulty sleeping um, to start to incorporate into your sleep routine. It's so calming, and it will really help you. Wonderful. That's beautiful. Where can someone go to buy your books, get more information about you and the services you offer, and keep up with your latest happenings? So everything that I do is on my website, energymedicineyoga.net. And we don't sell our books on our site, but you can buy these books anywhere books are sold. And I always encourage you to go to your local independent bookseller and ask them to get the copy of the book for you and then ask them to get another copy to carry in the store so that somebody else might find this work as well. And um, as I mentioned, I just started a course on the Energy to Heal um, on the Shift Network, and it is still open for um, uh, to sign up for it if you're still looking for it. If you're interested in this work and you want to learn how to do it and you want to study with me, I'll take you week by week through all of the book, all of the practices, and so that you really have a solid idea of how to use this compass for your life. And it's live every week, but it's also recorded, so if you miss a week, Um, then you can still um, catch up with it later, and also you'll own them forever. So if you're really excited about this work and you want to dive in right now, you can find that on my website too. So everything is there, energymedicineyoga.net. Wonderful. What is next for you? Well, that's a good question. So I've been invited to teach on a few online platforms that uh, different um, spiritual and teaching communities are launching, And I've got a full slate of retreat opportunities coming up next summer, which I'm really excited about. And I'm planning to take the winter off. 
and um, spend some time doing self-care and studying and just nurturing. It's been a full year and year plus of getting this book ready for publication and bringing it out and then supporting its release. And I am a firm believer in, in taking downtime and rest so that we can rejuvenate. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and take a few <laughs> months off. <laughs> Wonderful. That's beautiful. As we're coming close to the end of the hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Oh, that's such a beautiful, beautiful um, opportunity. So, you know, one of the things that's so wonderful about this work is how much children love it and how they are so close to the energetic realm still that they really understand it and really have incredible results. And we all know how much children are struggling and suffering right now with what's been going on the last few years and um, and just not having ways to work with their emotions. So I encourage you all, if you've got children and families, to bring this work into your families. And so a recipe for me is every day I like to learn something new. That's kind of my... Um, my my high point. If I can learn something new every day, it doesn't have to be huge, doesn't have to be Einstein's equations, <laughs> but just learning something new. And then I asked this question to my husband last night, and I said, you know, what would the recipe be? And he said, just sprinkle a little love wherever you go. And I thought, <laughs> okay, this is a beautiful recipe. So learn something new and sprinkle a little love and then because I love that things come in threes, threes of a powerful number. Mm-hmm. And so learn something new, sprinkle a little love, and then do something kind for yourself. Because I think so many of us caretakers and um, people running families or running businesses, we tend to give and give and give to others. And we don't spend enough time nurturing ourselves. So even if that's just taking five minutes to have a meditation by yourself in a window seat or to make a cup of tea or to go for a little walk, do something to nurture yourself. So learn something new, sprinkle some love, and take care of yourself. Lauren, thank you for the beautiful recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in two weeks, Wednesday morning, October 19, at 10 a.m. Central Time, U.S. My guests will be Susan Heim and Karen Talcott. Susan is a long-standing author and editor specializing in parenting multiples, women's, and Christian issues. Karen is the co-author of Four Chicken Soup for the Soul devotional books focusing on women, mothers, tough times, and wives. Susan, Karen, and I will be having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their collaboration as co-authors of the latest Chicken Soup for the Soul book, Devotional Stories for Mothers and Grandmothers, 101 Devotions with Scriptures, Real Life Stories, and Custom Prayers. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed week. Ron, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you again, and have a very blessed day. Thank you so much. It's been a joy speaking with you and being able to share this with your community. Thank you, and have a wonderful day as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Lauren, Johnny, I hope you enjoyed the show. Oh, thank you. It was just wonderful. I mean, you know, the things that you mentioned, I, I really love it. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Uh, the uh, uh, Interestingly enough, 